What's up, y'all? Back, Villanova Radio. We here. We here now. Um, gotta get y'all up on more of what's going on and what's live right now in Villanova. Yes, the Advocate Invitational Championship has been won today. Florida State was a good school, good school, and um, it's a great program to look at. I'm gonna get to y'all in a minute. Give me a minute, man. And we're going to get on some Florida State, Villanova, um, more into what that's about. Because that was just a big one. I'm tell you how big that was. We're going to get back. We're going to talk more Villanova basketball during the hour, on the hour. All right, y'all. Um, we got about a couple segments we're going to rock with. We got Philly. We got anybody draft from. We got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Podcast is on. It's here. Let's go. We back, man. Um, anybody talking about the podcast recently? I'm on now. There's been a lot going on. So if you were looking for a podcast that was maybe on, it's on now. All right. Um, let's talk more about um Villanova and what they done, how they done it. Um, three game winning streak needed to be proven if they were head honchos. Or the biggies. Not that they still are, you know, but like I say, things can happen. Things can always happen with the team. And what I have to have to really emphasize is that uh Villanova uh, had to make this win. They had to. It's no doubt in my mind. This is Villanova Radio. We back Villanova Radio. It will be three segments. We will talk about the Eagles on the next segment. Follow the podcast. Eagles Radio will be there. But the second segment will be in Bay Draft from then we got the Sixers. So anybody want to get down, we're going to get down. But this is our podcast here. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, now let's talk about the good and bad. Now, the good thing about that was Villanova definitely made sure that their defense is intact. The first four guys, which are um, Colin Gillespie and um, Colin Gillespie, Phil Booth, Darmel Cobley Roundtree and Eric Pascal. They both, both guys are, I mean, all four are championship title winners. We need those guys to step up. Let's see what Colin learned and, and, and Cosby Roundtree. Both were key contributors. And I don't think we would have won without guys. I think people are like kind of like underlooking how, how viable Colin Gillespie was when Boop went down. Uh when when Spellman got in foul trouble, Roundtree was there. They have two big men, a four and a five star, which is real big. And, and a game winner to go with Booth and the, the even Senzo and Brunson. That was just a good, the best four-guard rotation in the nation. Gillespie had 17 points. And I think this is the most important game for some effect. You're going against a team that was 5-0, and number 14 in the nation, and he was the best player on the floor. Period. Colin Gillespie was the best player on the floor. He showed grit, toughness, two assists. And two or two from the line, those two free throws were keys to the game. You know, he hit Trey, but Florida State did a great job of shutting down the opposing three point threat, which Villanova sold. They were three for 14 only, 21%. You know, but their defense was locked down. Gillespie played good defense, Booth. The team defense is big for Villanova. So I have to be the utmost the best part. Um, 
You're looking at guys on Florida State. MJ Walker was a guy I was worried about. All right, uh, Kamaji was a guy I was worried about. They didn't really do too much. Um, the guy on Florida State, uh, Forrest, he had 11 points. Cabin Girl, uh, Cabin Jail had 11 points, um, seven points for Gray. That's all they could do. I mean, it could really, really when you get in their game, you're going to lose. You got to get away from Villanova fast. And see, last year, the thing about Villanova team last year was that teams could get up on Nova by 10 points. They would be so settled. They'd settle down. Jalen Brunson just dribble the ball up court. Come up court. Oh, here we go. Do the do. Dribble the ball up court. And next thing you know, Villanova got the game. Because they're so patient. Michael Bridges and them come back. Boom, boom, boom. Hit threes. DiVincenzo, Spellman. They were so talented. They just wait like, okay, guys, we messing up. This team is just young. Look on the bench. Let, on the bench, we have four points. Four points. Uh, uh, Sammy should have got more minutes. I would say that if it wasn't for, if we would have lost, I would have said that. Six point, yeah, six minutes. He was one for one, you know, uh, two points, two rebounds. I mean, look, Samuels has showed time in and time out that he can be a, a, a disruptive player. He showed it. Um, Samuels has been a key player from, from the first two games. He, he was that first two, three games. He was that. Um, when he first started the first game, 12 points. Six rebounds in 16 minutes. Just, what are you going to do? I mean, he showed exactly what he's about. Two five from the three-point line. He has 7.7 rebounds the second game in 26 minutes. He showed definitely what he can do. So we know that Samuels can be a key player. You know, he had 13 minutes the next game. You know, but he had nine shot attempts last game. You could tell that he wasn't really kicking to the offense the third game, then the fourth game, zero, zero for four. You know, but anytime he attempts nine, eight and nine shots, he's going to be even more effective. He's going to get more rebounds. He's going to get more points. He's showing it. He even had three blocks his first game against uh, Morgan State. Against Quinnipiac, he had one block. There are things he can do with the basketball that are elite, and he will do it this year. You will see it. You will see him coming, and in this year in particular, he has to be a key player because Villanova needs him. They need him. They need him to be a key player for this team. He's averaging 3.7 points, 4.8 rebounds a game this year. That's good for a bench player. Now, listen, that's good for the bench, but we, the, the last I'm, – I'm talking the last five games have been suspect. He's only five points. So we need him to get into that game. And I think what Jay Wright is doing is locking down his experienced players. He's not trying to see the last couple of games, even against um, Kinesis, uh, uh, Quinnipiac. I mean, he was letting everybody do their thing and not really focusing like he did last year on the vet players. The same reason why Samuels didn't get on the floor. Everybody like he's a deer in the headlights. No, you cannot judge a man by what he doesn't get. And Sadiq Bey is, is more of a go-getter, it seems like. If, if we want to make everyone happy on that point to see what really happened, Sadiq Bey has grasped the offense. And Samuel's the type of guy he needs the ball more. I know people's like, well, Sadiq Bey was the man that sit well, sit well friends. Well, listen, he wasn't like Samuels just needs the ball more than Bey. And we look at Sadiq Bey and we look at what type of player he is, what he offers, what he brings to the table. Sadiq Bay is a good player, all right? Super good player. But Colin Gillespie really 
He spells the team. He gives you the grit. Him and, and Cosby Roundtree are like dynamo competitors. They're like, they're like Colin, Colin Gillespie is one of those type of guys that you need to win a championship. And that's why when he came, we won one. You had a backup point guard that can, can, can guard, is going to guard hard anybody in front of him. All right. And he's going to be able to shake you. He's explosive. And he, he's more, Dick Vitale even went crazy over this guy. So you know, when you make Dick Vitale go, oh, baby, it's a PTP, baby, this guy's good. You know the dude is good. You know. <laughs> so he's certified in college basketball now. Showed up on the championship floor and he contributed. Damir uh, Cosby Roundtree was named the most outstanding player. He should have been. Yeah, 11 points, 8 rebounds of the tournament. 11 points, 8 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks. But he had a 15-13 game, a 9-13 game. He, he was the guy. He was the guy. And it's big for Cosby to get this. It should wake a lot of Big East teams up because with Gillespie and Roundtree both showing up on the same floor, it shows you the recruiting once again. Jay Wright can recruit. Can we get an amen again? Can we get that? Jermaine Samuel show already he's going to contribute. There's no way y'all can say that. Just because it was some uh, sorry teams. No, I mean, if a guy can contribute, he can contribute, period. Because Sadiq Bay contributed against the same sorry teams. So the Pascal. So we can't judge him like that. We judge Sam. Sam was going to be a very big contributor, and he's going to have to be one for us to make a title run. Win championship? I don't think so. But a title run to compete with the best teams, we need Samuels. We need Cremo, who also had two points today, one for four from the field. You can't have those open three-pointers that don't hit that. At 69 points. Swallow was over one in 15 minutes. You know, Swallow's going to have some games where he's lost, but he had 11 point and 9 point game this tournament. Right. Cole Swatter had a, a, a real good listen. Cole Swatter, you just, you, you, he's averaging five a game. You're just seeing the, what he can do. Okay. Yeah. 11 points against Kinesis and show three trades, show what he's about. He's 2-2 from the line. He's a very efficient shooter. Against Oklahoma State, he had eight points. Helping Villanova to win, shooting three trades again. Cole Swatter will contribute this year just like Samuels. Villanova's already, and then you're going to see Quinterly too. He's just going to have to space people like he did last year. Quinterly will be the point guard last year. If anything, Jay Wright said that Quinterly, he thinks Quinterly can be better than Kyle. He didn't say he has the potential to be. He said he thinks Quinterly can be better than Kyle Larry. For that thought and right there, for him speaking for Quinley right there, let you know that he has plans for Quinley to start. Leslie will not be the point guard going forward. He will be like a combo guard because he can play both. He can play defense at both one or two. He can drive on you. He'll dunk on you. I'm waiting for a poster. I'm waiting for it. He was in a slam dunk contest for Villanova against Pascal. I'm waiting for the poster. But he plays so smart. Gillespie plays so smart. You have to love basketball when you watch Gillespie. This kid is a, is going to be a Villanova legend. I mean, look at Archie Diakono and Oshefu. He plays in heart. He plays like those guys. So does Kyle B. Roundtree. Very hard on both ends of the floor. Um, Of course, Phil Booth, man. He had 12 points. But the biggest thing was his defense. I just want to explain to people his defense. His defense, Phil Booth defense, is, is not being looked at as it should be looked at. I mean, he really played good. And then that offensive foul at the end of the game, 
Oh, that was key. The Dominic Cosby Roundtree steal and the breakaway slam. That was key. Colin Gillespie and one of them. And one. He's a, I'm going to call him and one soon. And one. How you going to guard that, man? Quick, get off of him. Give him some space. Give him some space. Complete and utter space. Give it to him. Give Colin Gillespie his. Them two free throw shots made him today. He is a certified college basketball PTP. I said it for you, Dick. I said it for you, Dick Vitale. I said it, man. All right. Now, Booth, I'm just proud of his season because he's been through a lot, man. Been through a lot. He averaging 17 a game coming into this game. From B Moore, four star. And I think people just forgot about who he is. He's going to be like this all season. And I just think the thing I'm most impressed about today was just the defense. They really kept up on. They really got on them. All right? Really got on them. Uh, Phil Booth has showed his two 20-point games this year. He's showing that he's going to be something this year. I, I just can't wait to see what else happens. Pascal had 15. The last couple of games, let me tell you something, Pascal has been showing some life. And this game, the last game, um, yeah, 23 points, 22 points against Oklahoma State, which was big. We needed Pascal because Canisius isn't like he was kind of invincible. Three faith from the three-point line. Three-point is always big. One for, I mean, one for six from the three-point line. My fault. Three faith from the field. Uh, three-point is a big. He had one three-point. He was bad. I mean, he was terrible. Three for 14, too. I think that's the big reason we lost against Furman because if you look at Furman, look at Furman. And you let Flatty, you let uh, one, two. 13 points are over. The whole starting five. There's five guys. We got Phil Booth and Gillespie going, going to war. 20 and 19. No help. I think the only guy that did his job to me was Roundtree. Roundtree. Sam was in there for 18 minutes. Nothing. Babe was in there for 10 minutes. Three points. Four fouls. I mean, that's just a learning process. Sophomore and freshman are learning. Cremo had a good game with nine. I think, you know, uh, I think that was a good game from considering the shots. He's three, five from three point line. But in that game, they needed more defense also. See, that 76 shouldn't even exist. That overtime shouldn't have went down. If it is, you get in the defensive mode, you know. Um, Phil Booth had five rebounds, four assists and 20 points. I just, I just think Booth has been clutch, but he's, he had a, a bad game. Listen, Booth. Has had his bad games. You can't just sit there and say that Booth has just been having great games, you know, all the time. Because you look at the game, Furman was good, but I tell you what, against Michigan, it sure wasn't sweet. But th- that was the game where he just drowned off right there. I mean, against Furman, he shot too much. I know he had twenty, but he had eight for twenty-three and three for thirteen from three. I mean, we talk about Pascal, but that's just his words. I mean, you got to hit at least. 11 of those shots, all right? And if you're going to shoot, we, you know what? You can almost take 8 for 23, but you got to hit at least 11 of those shots, in my opinion. But if you're going, because it's 34%, you got to hit 11 of those shots. But if you're going to take threes, and 13, you got to hit six. Five or six. I mean, if you look at what Jermaine Samuels and Bay did, if, if Jermaine Samuels, we lost 76 to 68. You know, we eight-point loss, okay? If Pascal, in that game, if Pascal goes in that game and he hits three shots, 
that's six for 11. He hits two three-pointers. That's four for nine. Okay, that's six points. That's 12 points added that'll give him 20 points. We win the game. Easy. It's not like Pascal can't do it. Or let's say this, he messed up. If Samuels can give us six points, hit one three, that's a three-pointer. And if he can go two for four, that's four points. That's another seven. All right. But then again, if Bay comes in and Bay gives us Bay get one for three, you want to bail Bay out because he had three shots. But if he hits two, uh, uh, one more shot, that's the game. Okay. That's the game. If we get some type of help. Now, if the thing is that I think the biggest thing we're looking at here is, Pascal, Samuels, and Gillespie. But only you only look at Samuels real big because he only had zero points, man. Four turnovers. He had a real bad like turn, but he was seven rebounds in the game. You hit one three, and you hit two twos, which is something he can do. It's not like it's out, like, oh, that's a little stretch. No. You give us that, and like I say, you've given us seven points. Then you look at Pascal, if he hit one three. And one, two, what's that? Five points. That's 12 points. Either way, there is a so close of a way to win this game between Booth, Samuels, and Pascal. It was just that close from being a one loss team. That close. You know, this is Villanova. They can do this. You look at, like I say, you look at Bay. If Bay comes and attempts more shots, obviously you had problems getting to the hole. He attempts more shots in there, but he had 10 minutes. But Cremo's in there for 29. Is it some way he can get into the game more? But he shot good. We don't want to talk about Cole Swider and Bay and Cremo too much. It's bench players, one for three. But when you're on that starting floor, and, and obviously Cremo had to get more time at the small forward position. You know, of course he did. So you're taking him out. But still, if you're in there, you cannot be 0 for 4, 0 for 3. You got to hit one three-pointer and at least two. A two-pointer. And like I said, that's seven points and seven rebounds. He's looking efficient, but he didn't. And easily that's a a, a, a one-point loss. And then you're looking at, okay, can Booth or, or Pascal get you in there? So, like I say, you're looking at all these games, looking at what could have happened. Michigan, just defense, period. Defense off. Um, Just a good team. I think this is a good team. I think it's a real surprising team. But what has to happen more is that Booth and Pascal have to evolve. They got to evolve. Booth and Pascal got to evolve, man. They got to evolve. Um, like, like I said before, most outstanding player was Damir Cosby. And I'm just happy for that, man. Because I have I said this before the game. I said this kid. I said this when he got recruited. I said he's a good, he's he's a very underrated prospect. He's tough. He's gonna win games. And it, to me, in that game, you look at Gillespie. Gillespie was the killer. He was a guy sniper coming in there. He was seven for eleven. He only hit one for three from the three point line. He's seven for eleven. Gillespie was chopping them in, getting the dice and dice and dice and floaters, all types of stuff. I mean, he was making shots. He can really create shots. He's not as a great athletic person, but he's athletic enough. He really is. For his size, he really is athletic. And he gets in between people and 
he's, he's a pest, man. You can't guard him. He's like, oh, where's he at? They keep on running around, and boom, he scores. I mean, Cosby Roundtree on both ends of the floor won this game. I, I mean, controlling the boards. He was that guy, and Gillespie was just a killer. They showed why Villanova recruited him. Like, Jay Wright wants to win. You can be as talented as you want to. You ain't winning, you ain't going with it. I mean, I'm going to tell people about Samuels and Quinterly. And people are mad about Quinterly. Let Jay Wright groom Quinterly. Quinterly's going to get his start chance next year. I told people this, too. If you go back to my old podcast, I said, Quinley is not going to be rushed into it like that. He's not going to be – the pressure is not going to be on him. I thought he was going to start, but I still thought he wasn't going to get the ball. He might have been averaging like seven, eight points a game. But Quinley is a scorer. He has to go in and dig. Jay Wright wants him to learn how to be patient, and Gillespie knows when to go in and not to go in. I know people are like, man, it's the same thing. Quinley could have did it more and all this, but he – Understanding the pace, it's three things with Villanova. Pace, three-point shooting, all right, and defense. And Gillespie knows all three of those better than Quinley right now. Pace, shooting threes. I think shooting threes won't be a problem for for Quinley, but pace and defense. You got to put the most complete players on the floor, and Gillespie knows the offense. This is how Quinley can learn. Why would you want to put Quinley in there? Now, now that it's happened, because I just thought he was going to grasp it more than Gillespie. Now, if you look at it, why would you want to put a guy that's not ready like the other guy that has been there a year before? Because next year, Quinley's going to get helped by Gillespie because he's not going to have to like, these two guys are going to help each other out. I can't wait to see this this backcourt. They're going to be pesky and dynamic. And last year, I said in 2019, it'll be Quinley and Gillespie. All right? And then you'll have... Brian Antoine and Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Dada. Dimeer Cosby Roundtree, for those who don't know. Now, one guy told me it's going to be hard to get Bay off the floor. Bay is not even averaging. Bay just had seven points, and he's averaging like eight points a game. Okay, Bay in this game did not have an outstanding game. This is not proven to me that Seven points. He was a fit two for five, efficient two for two. How does that make him stay? If you're looking at how he's doing the lineups, when you get in there, and if Jeremiah Robinson Earl is the best, which to, I'm saying he's 6'9", 240, 235, can do everything Bay can do even better. And he's a freshman and Bay's doing it. You know, so in my opinion, I don't think Bay starts over Robinson Earl. Once they see how he's playing. And the crazy part is, if you got Brian, if do you put Bay at the four with Dada? That could happen. Okay, let's just say that happens, right? He's going to be sharing minutes. Robinson Earl's that good. He's going to be sharing minutes. He's that good. I don't think the point guard is a whole different position from power forward. One thing Gillespie can do, he can lead the team. Point Power forwards, and they don't have to lead the team. Bay has just been scoring more than Samuels. That's all it's been. He's been more efficient than Samuels. So you know why? Bay gets denied because he's more efficient. I didn't think that was going to happen. Another wrong by Lita Johnson. One of my followers was like, well, Bay going to take over. I just didn't think Samuels was going to get took out like that. But Bay has, you know, I could be wrong. Bay has impressed more. But now we totally cut from this team. We we starting over. And you got a guy who's number 18 in the nation at the power forward position? Like the top five power forward in the nation? 
the top five power forward in the USA. And he's only a sophomore. It's not like he's a junior next year saying he's definitely going to get Robinson Earl. Nah, this guy's a, 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 um he's on a team that need an identity. And so everybody got a chance and made progress. When Robinson Earl comes in here, it's a, it's a, it's a whole new ball game. I'm telling you, man, um, I see Bay being on the bench. I don't think Kyle Gillespie goes back. I don't think, I think he could, but it wouldn't be because he's underplayed. If you look at what the lineup could be next year, we're talking Colin Gillespie. All right, we're talking Colin Gillespie. That if he goes to the bench, he's the new field booth. He's the guy getting lots of minutes, coming in there on the clutch. Um, could possibly be a, a Colin Gillespie, Brian Antoine, fourth quarter. But then again, uh, Javon Quinterly is a beast. So we'll see what happens on that end. We'll just see what happens. Cause this, in college, is a bunch of all-star high school guys. You know, Quinley wins. Gillespie's won. Brian Antoine has won. Jeremiah Robinson Earl has won. These guys are winners. So you can look at a matchup with Colin Gillespie and Brian Antoine. Do you think it'll be Sadiq Bay? And no, I don't think Quinley comes off the bench next year. I think he just has, I would have to see that. I know everybody like, well, you know, you said he was going to start and Gillespie. No. It's a different plan when you see, when I heard him mention that he could be better than Kyle Lowry, the only way you can make a guy uh, or say a guy's going to be better than Kyle Lowry, if you got plans for him to be and do what Kyle Lowry did, which was be the star, you know, that point guard, be the point guard of the team. There's no way a guy's going to be Kyle Lowry off the bench. He's going to have to start. So that's what's giving me that. That's what's giving me that. Now, if I feel another momentum where I feel like, well, Jay Wright, you know, so maybe we come to the, um, Next year, and they say it's Gillespie and Antoine. If I feel that's going to happen, you'll get it from me, but it don't look like that, man. I mean, Quinley is a dog, and, and he knows it, and he wants him to learn his pace of his team. Don't bring too much on him when you already got a point guard who's battle-tested. Why would you bring much on him? When um, Jalen Brunson came in, it was a whole different story. I mean, it was Phil Booth and who? Honestly. Phil Booth and who on the bench? We didn't have a, uh Dante DiVincenzo. He wasn't there. It was Phil Booth, Jalen Brunson, and um, Ryan Archer Diacono. Now, it wasn't nobody else. This team is uh, Javon Quinley, Joe Cremo, Phil Booth, and Gillespie. There is no rushing when you got a depth like that. You bring Cremo in to do what DiVincenzo is did. You bring, and that's another guy. We haven't seen the best of Je, uh, Joe Cremo. He, he's a real good player. He can play this game. We haven't seen the best of Joe Cremo. To two guys who were having trouble, like, kind of grooming with the team was Joe Cremo and Quinterly. You know, I told you those three phases of the game that they need to learn. And Gillespie is a master at it because when he first came in, he was automatically getting big minutes. When Booth went down, Gillespie was called on. So he's learned the, the pace and everything. Um, Bay has obviously learned it better than Cremo. You know, Cole Swatter is, they want him to be a sniper. And he's had 11 point game, nine point game, I mean, eight point game. And you look at these two games that he had shooting three three pointers, you know what they want him to do. 
They want him to come in there and score. They need an assassin. He's did the better than Cremo, even though Cremo's had two good games too. Eight and a nine-point game. He's had two good games. I mean, he had 10-point game, nine-point game. He's, he's had good games where he's shown why they got him. He's got assists, you know, rebound. I think he. we're going to see a lot of lights out. That's why I say it's, it's really get excited about Villanova because you haven't seen Cremo and Samuels really turn into consistency yet, finding their places on the team. Cremo and Samuels are the two guys. Cremo, Cremo Samuels. And Quentin Lee, the three guys who haven't got it all down yet. They show the flashes, but they haven't got it all down yet. And it's going to happen because Samuels is getting more and more time on the floor, and he's going to get the ball more. In this game, it proved to you one thing, the identity. I, I saw identity for the first time in this game because the four champions, Gillespie, Damir Cosby, Roundtree, Phil Booth, and Eric Pascal, they stayed in the game the most. They got down. Even though Bay was in the game, Bay, you could tell he was totally like, what do I do? You know, type stuff. Like, he didn't, he wasn't able to contribute like that. It was Gillespie getting the ball, digging into him with 17 points. It was Phil Booth hitting some shots. You know, it was Eric Pascal hitting shots because he started off kind of rocky. One was in and out layup, but here came Pascal. The big slam took him from the top of the key. Wow, slammed on him. Stuff like that. But the defense and the rebounding. Was great. This team had a total of 25 rebounds. Okay, when they're doing that, stuff like that, eight steals came from this team. It's eight turnovers to the other team. All right, um, Phil Booth and Cosby Roundtree had two each. Okay, two blocks again for Roundtree. And when you look at this team and how they played, they haven't even got to being a master passing team yet. That's the other other part of Villanova. He's just trying to get everybody to learn game by game. He has his identity. The guys he's going to go to, Pascal and Booth, he's going to go to. He's not going to take guys. He took guys out to put guys in. He didn't know what to do with Samuels and, and, and Bay. As you can see, 32 minutes for Bay, he's sitting on Bay. He's sitting on Bay and letting Bay develop. And then as he does that, he lets Samuel get little picks minutes in there so he can get something, so he can look, you know, so he can learn. Learn the pace, see how Bay do it, see how Pascal do it. Samuels is going to be a dynamic player this year. But you just got to let him wait his turn. You got to let Quinley didn't even get minutes this game. A lot of people was like, oh, he ain't getting no minutes against Furman, which is crazy. But once again, you know, he's just trying to figure out what to do. You don't put Quinley in there when it's a bad, when it's a, um, it's turmoil. You put him in there when it's comfortable, when he's comfortable. Like, he's not a starter yet. Gillespie's a starter. And then you look at games like this when you got four guys who are ready and you can sit back up Bay. You don't put the pressure on him. You can get two for five. You don't have to get the ball that much. You don't give the, the ball to Bay. You give the ball to Pascal, Booth, Gillespie, you know, and you look for Roundtree. Roundtree was five for five from the field, man. He didn't miss one shot. He's done that before in high school. Got an MVP game. And he missed one shot. I mean, he's going to be something nice. I mean, Roundtree is one of those guys who you have to watch out for. You have to watch out for Cosby Roundtree. And and Sadiq Bay had seven points. He was, a, like I said, he was efficient. You hit that three-pointer. A three-pointer is always big. One for three, two for five. Same thing I said about Samuels. He was 0 for four uh, on um, in that game. 
against Furman, and he could have easily been just got seven points. It makes it what if they don't get those seven points? That's fifty nine points, sixty to fifty nine loss. See what I'm saying? Do you see where I'm going at? Gillespie started early. He kind of set the tone. Roundtree was just around, you know. He's just around. He just got eleven points, eight rebounds. He just be around. Every time he's around, he's blocking a shot, getting a steal. He getting the rebound. He's scoring eleven points. You know what I mean? This dude is just good. I mean, he's he's my favorite player on Nova right now. He is. Um, he's just a dog. Like he just he's not nothing spectacular. Gillespie was. He showed the nation why he's somebody you better watch out for at point guard. That's a good backcourt right there. It's a dangerous backcourt, Gillespie and Booth. And Booth was nowhere near the unbelievable. Cl- uh, 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 he can he can he can score thirty on you, forty easy. People, Nova Nation knows this. He can get to you. There's gonna be games where Gillespie has three points and and, and Booth has forty. He's just gonna be like, here you go, Booth, because when you know he hot, give it to him. All right, uh, Pascal, we have 15. We're going to see more from Pascal, no doubt about it. I think as the season goes on, both players, Booth and Pascal, will turn into more dynamic players. And that's what they need. They need these guys to step up like Michael Bridges and, and Brunson did, you know. Jenkins and Hart, you know, uh, Osefu and Archie Diakono. It's always a duo. A upperclassman duo that goes next year. You're going to see uh, Kyle Roundtree and Gillespie, man. They're going to be the guys to help this team out. But next year, they're going to need more help because Gillespie, as good as he is, he's going to need help. He's not going to be that guy that just, you know, has to carry. He can't carry everything on his back. So you got guys, some people might say Sadiq Bay. Okay, Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay, uh, Colin Gillespie, and Dominic Cobb down. Sadiq Bay will be a sophomore next year. There's no doubt in my mind he'll be a better player next year. He he's dangerous. Like he could be a. I've said it before the season started. Sadiq Bay could be a a big East Player of the Year. Like looking at how much he can groom next year, and he can be dynamic and be crazy. But that's how good Jeron Robson Earl. Don't think that they can't put Sadiq Bay on the bench. Yeah, I mean, he'll be a sophomore. Jeremiah Robson Earl will be a freshman. You'll come in and he'll be good. And once you look at the two juniors coming in, also uh, Samuels being a junior, he's going to be a, a beast off the bench. I don't think he'll start next year because of who they're bringing in. Uh, he'll have, I think he'll have his time to start. I think his senior season, you could really see Samuels being a starter. I mean, you could see Samuels, um, Bay, I mean, you can see it, it's really going to be interesting to see because I've been thinking about this. I mean, Bay might have took Samuel's spot for the rest of his time in Nova. What you think? We'll just see what happens. I think it's an on and off thing. I think that it's a, it's a possibility that they could both could share minutes. You look at 20 minutes from Bay and 20 minutes from Samuels. I think that could happen. Samuels is a good player. He can be definitely dynamic. He can play. Like I say, he can shoot that three and come through. And next year, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, power forward. Y'all can say anything y'all want to me right now. Oh, Bay looks good, though. Bay going to be on the bench. <laughs> be in the backup to, to Antoine. And you got Cole Swatter. He'll be backing up at the four. 
You know, it's going to be now the big man part is it. Who going back up there? Who going to play for? Who going to play for? That's going to be something big. Now, this is where y'all could kind of get me. If Jeremiah Robson, I remember when he was talking in his recruiting that, you know, he could see himself playing the five and, and the four. And he likes how Jay Wright teaches you how to be a pro. You put Jeremiah Robinson Earl backing up Dada next year. How about that? I even give my follower that run. I mean, Jeremiah Robinson Earl could back up Dada next year. Jeremiah Robinson Earl back up Dada, and you bring in Sadiq Bay and Brian Antoine with Dada, and then you got Cole Swatter, you got Jermaine Samuels. Don't forget, we got Eric Dixon, y'all. I don't. I was going to let y'all think that, no, see, this is how deep his class is. Derek Dixon's going to back up to five. I'm clearly confident that Eric Dixon will back up to five. He's too big. He can do a lot at that five position. You got Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and it's going to be so, that's going to be a real big battle there. Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Brian Antoine. I'm just, I'm. they're going to start. And you got Dada. Now you got Eric Dixon, who I think a back up at the center position, no doubt. I mean, you put a guy like that in, it is so big to have Eric Dixon in. And you look at Cole Swider, who's going to get, I think he's just, he's entrenched at the power forward position to get time. And you look at Sadiq Bay, and now this is what I wanted everybody to think about and look at real quick. Now we got Jermaine Samuels. Jermaine Samuels. Small four, right? But Jermaine Samuels is 6'7", 220. Easily, Jermaine Samuels can play shooting guard and back up Colin Gillespie. Easily. And you say, where's the point guard at? It's Justin Moore. You got Brandon, but I think Brandon Slater will slide down to that shooting guard position, and then you still got Jermaine Samuels. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what Justin Moore, I think, can get time. Once he gets in practice, like Sadiq Bay, he's one of those guys who could warrant time. I, he's one of those guys that could warrant a lot of time. Sadiq, listen, Justin Moore, if, if, if there's any guy on, on the recruiting class of 2019, that could surprise and get more time is be Justin Moore. I could see him coming in there, getting some good, nice minutes from shooting guard position. And he's a combo guard. Justin Moore can play point guard. So you bring him in there and he can score. So Brandon Slater has played shooting guard before. I remember at one time he was rated as a shooting guard. So you bring him in there, you talk about Jermaine Samuels. Where is he at in all this? You see what I'm saying? But the thing is that Jermaine Samuels is going to be a junior. He's a junior. So look for him to get time at the shooting guard position. I'm just telling people. I don't think Cole Swider is not going to move from their power forward, but he's going to get that backup slot. He's a shooter. He's going to get that slot. He is going to get that slot to play. And he's going to be a good backup power forward next to Jeremiah Robinson Earl. And then you look, people look up and they say, well, Sadiq Bay. 
Now he puts a deep bay, Jeremiah. Right? I'm, I'm giving everybody all these. Colin Gillespie's in there all the time, right? Say it's Colin Gillespie, Brian Antoine, Sadiq Bay, Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, and Dada. That could happen. Because now it's like, where's the point guard at? <laughs> and, and then G, Jay Wright can always throw a lineup in there where you got Javon Quinterly getting time, you know, in a lineup with him and Gillespie. Because he's already mentioned that Quinterly could play off the ball. So what if it's Gillespie and Antoine, and then you got Javon Quinterly and Justin Moore? And then in your powerful and small forwards, you got Sadiq Bay, and you got Jer Jermaine Samuels, you got Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Then the backup is Cole Swatter. And then you got Dada and Eric Dixon. And then you know Slater is one of the eye guys out. Of course. He'll be there though. He'll get his time. He'll get his time. Brandon Slater will get his time. I feel like he should be red-shirted this year or next year because you're basically wasting his time on a super-loaded class. You know, it's just super-loaded. Um, Let's talk about a little Villanova basketball since we talked about they're 5-2. and two, Let's talk about how good and how their next schedule is in their recruiting. Okay, uh, Advocare Invitational Champions, congratulations. Number first, they're first in the Big East, five and two. They will be back in the top twenty-five. I, I honestly think that uh, LaSalle. They play LaSalle. They play LaSalle next on December the first, and uh, LaSalle's not doing too good. They're not doing too good at all. So uh, they haven't won a game, and I just feel like that's an unfair game for them to play against. A team such as uh, Villanova, who's hungry. I mean, it's about one of the worst teams to play. The expectations and the criteria of Villanova with them losing how they did and how mad they could be playing a team like that, it's like playing Quinny and Piak again. Like, shout out to my guy, Ashley Howard, but they're just not on their level yet. They don't have any size either. They have a lot of good guards, but they don't have any size. Like, Miles Brookings is not going to be enough. Um, David Beattie's been struggling. And they got him as a transfer, big time uh, player. Um, got him out from South Carolina. Pookie Powell averaged like eighteen a game. Um, Isaiah Dees, you know, just guys that you know need to. Um, they need other guys to step up to to be competitive in this game. I just think it's gonna be a, a gonna be a bloodbath. I've said that about Furman. I said I thought Michigan was going to be one. So if, if Villanova comes out playing like they did against Furman in Michigan, it's going to be a different outcome. Temple. Temple is a team you look 5 and 1. Temple, Big Five is looking loaded right now with Temple, St. Joe's is 3 and 3. Uh, Penn, uh, Penn is 5 and 1. Um, Penn is 5 and 2, excuse me, 3 and 0 oh at home. We playing them at home, so it's going to be one of those tough games. Penn, St. Joe, and Temple will be tough, and that's before we get to KU, Kansas. Temple has, I remember that great 2017 class with Dre Perry, J.P. Mormon, Napier Lewis, and Justin Hamilton, and now this class is um, coming out. Napier Lewis doing his thing, playing big basketball. Napier Lewis is a, uh, it's a dog right now. I think in all actuality, that Nate Pierre-Lewis is one of those type of players that you need on your team to give you that that push. 
And he can do he can be all around. He's all around. All around player. Um you watch this guy play, he's dynamic. He gets in space, he rises above you. You know what I mean? So they have him and they got Shiz. You know, Shiz Austin, LeVar Austin's son. Right now, Napier Lewis is averaging 12.7 points, 7.0 uh, rebounds a game. You got Dre Perry, who is a a very, very good player. I think you just ain't seen. Well, right now, you see a little bit of Dre Perry, you know. You don't see too much of Dre Perry like that. Um, good defensive player, size, length, but hasn't really showed as much as you think he can. He, he could show. You know, to me, I think he could be way better than what he is. Um, you gotta watch out for him on the inside. Both him and Dada are almost almost like same type of guys. Um, Temple comes up with Alan Moore too. Alan Moore. Uh, Alan Moore is a guy that can dribble the ball, good backup point guard. Always good to have a good backup point guard on your team. Then you got St. Joe who comes with Taylor Funk. Charlie Brown scoring 25 a game, having a very good season. He is having a very good season. Um, Charlie Brown um, surprising a lot of people and showing people what he's all about. He wasn't really no three. He had no stars ranked too much. Uh, but he's averaging 25, 59% from the field. I mean, this guy's having a good season. I really like his, his play. Um, him and Booth is the guy for us, uh, for Villanova right now. And Cosby Roundtree is that guy, no doubt in my mind, that is, is making a presence known as a rebounder. Oliva's making it for them. Jared Bynum is being good for St. Joe. St. St. Joe's a tough team. At three and three, they are a tough team. You have to, and I see them in the tournament, them in Temple right now, and pin all the tournament. There will be four out of the five big five teams in the tournament. No question. So they face all these guys before Kansas, who has Devin Dotson, who has, um, they have Devin Dotson, they have Quentin Grimes, they have Dedrick Lawson, they have KJ Lawson, they have uh, Azabuke. So, um, it's going to be a very, very good, very good game when that game comes up. I want to lead all the way up to that game and tell them. Colin Gillespie, once again, we are talking about Colin Gillespie and Dada. This is big. Dada Cosby Roundtree, for those who don't know who Dada is. Colin Gillespie just put his name on college basketball today. He did. He put his name on college basketball. He is one of those players in the country, one of the best players in the country. You want to name the top 50 best players in the country? I'm putting him in there. You got to put Pascal, you got to put Booth, and um, you got Dada, not yet. And it's crazy because you say, oh, he's got most outstanding player. He's close. If you want to put him in the top 50, the top 53, or, you know, uh, top 52, yeah. But he's not there yet. I think Colin Gillespie with his game. And the crazy part is I, I could see Dada there. I could, but, you know, I got to see. I want to see one more game out of Dada. I want to see one more game because really – Villanova has the top four of the top 50 players, basically. You can you can throw them in there. You wouldn't be crazy for throwing them in there. But Kyle Gillespie has had some real big games this year, 19, 17, 16. He's got down. But this was a championship game. And you know what? Why not? Cosby Roundtree could be one of the top 50 players in college basketball right now. For the simple fact that he brings a certain element. 
You know, his his most outstanding player might have put him in there right there. Now, I, I, I in my heart, I was like, you know what, he might need a little bit more. But why would he need a little bit more right now when he just got the most outstanding player? So, you know what, for the top 50, Booth and Pascal already there. They were already player of the year candidates. Watch out for him. Then Gillespie has just been – when is people – he like, look, give him my respect. Every shot he hit, give him my respect. When you see Gillespie put a shot in the air and go down, and when it goes to the next, say, give him my respect. We need the fan base. We need the whole Gillespie family. Chick, Jim, Jimmy Faye. Hey, yo, Jimmy Faye. We need everybody, when he hit a shot and it go up, right, when he go up for a layup, say, give him my respect. Because the man needs his respect, man. From high school, when y'all didn't see him out there, y'all gave him an 88 rating, 247. Shame on y'all. She gave him a 93 rating. And when I think he's really a 96, 97. He just as good as any guard in the nation. Could have went anywhere. Y'all missed out on one of the best players and the most slept on player in their 2017 class. Look what he's doing. He's doing it for the national champions. So he's the most stepped on, and he's starting. So he'll start next year. I'm saying it right now. There's a the time when I'm like, Gillespie's not going to start. He's not going to get in there. Quinnally, the five-star, only off the resume of Brunson and Spellman. When his five-star gets on over, they don't sit on the bench. Well, guess what? Things get different, don't they? Gillespie proved it too much, and Jay Wright likes a warrior. And he did. And like I said, next year is nobody going to be over the uh, now. Quinterly being the backup point guard is very evident. Could definitely happen. And with this happening, there's a, there's a case that Quinterly ain't coming out in two years. Quinterly going to be there for a minute. <laughs> I'm just going to tell y'all, Quinterly is going to be there for a minute. I'm just saying, like, next year he'll be a junior. Quinterly will be a sophomore. All right, then when when Gillespie's a uh, 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 a senior, Quinley will be a junior. Then Quinley will get his time starting as a senior. I'm just saying that's how it's looking right now. If if I'm looking at this start lineup, right, you might say Quinley and Gillespie on the backcourt. Is it going to be Justin Moore and Slater at the shooting guard position? Which can happen. I'm telling people right now, this can happen. Moore can play the point. All right? And then you look at the small four position. What do you think? Antoine's not going to be? Is that what we're saying right now? Antoine is starting. Ain't no, nobody's going to look better than him in practices. Nobody. <laughs> nobody's going to look better than Brian Antoine. Not, not one person's going to look better than Brian Antoine. Excuse me, people. Um, Brown Antoine at small forward position is going to be big, real big, like super big. Um, with Gillespie and Quinley, if that happens, but like I said, it's no way unless they red shirt Samuels, <laughs> you know, they red shirt Samuels. Let Sadiq Bay play to back up Antoine. I just don't see nobody starting over Robinson Earl. Because if you put Bay at small forward position, right? Let him start at small forward. 
Let him start small forward. Come here, let Sadiq Bay be the small forward. Then what? Samuels backing up. Slater beware. Shooting guard. But y'all still forgetting about Antoine. That's why I say either Quinley, start, Quinley backs up, which this is the perfect scenario. You got Gillespie, Antoine, Bay, Robinson Earl, and, and Dada. Right? Then you got Dixon, Cole Swatter, Jermaine Samuels, Justin Moore, and Javon Quinterly. That's like the perfect because everybody's in the position. After that, it's like nobody's in the position. But if you got Quinley and Gillespie, you got the same great problem you had with Archie Ekno and Brunson. You got two point guards. So when the second team comes in, one of those other guys is going to be there. It's like the, the guy's going to be third. If Justin Moore is just a shooting guard, you're gonna, or, or, or Slater is just a shooting guard, you're going to have Quinley and, and, and Gillespie always being lead point guards. While the other the other backup would be it'd be Quinley and the Moore or or Gillespie and the Moore or or Gillespie and Salada, you know. That could be something big there. Think about it. Quinley and Gillespie with Slater and Moore. If that's the rotation. You got Jermaine Samuels, Sadiq Bay, and Antoine. And the crazy part is if Antoine plays at the three position. And you give it to a Sadiq Bay. Now people are like, "Oh, Sadiq Bay can't. Ain't no way he just gonna be on the bench at the doing all this." Was Brian Antoine? I've been surprised before. I would be super surprised if Brian Antoine is not starting. That is a higher rated guy. It's eleventh, eighteenth rank, even more so than Robinson Earl. Okay, Robinson Earl don't start, but Brian Antoine don't start. That's the one that'll get me there. Like, wow. Brian Antoine, you had this guy that he really not show what he's supposed to show. Okay, because then you would see if he don't start, then you're looking at Quinley Gillespie, Brian Antoine, and and Justin Moore. And then you're looking at Sadiq Bay with Brandon Slater. You're just gonna have one of them on the bench, but I really think um that's that's a little crazy. So now if I'm looking back at, at the one lineup I said once again. Remember the lineup I said. I said it would be um, Brian Antoine, Quinley, Gillespie, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and Dada. Now, this down will be Eric Dixon, Cole Swider, Sadiq Bay, Jermaine Samuels, and Justin Moore. And I think Brandon Slater will get uh he would get redshirted. Only the simple fact that you, you got a guy that's that's he's 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 missing time. He's a high four star. You're gonna have to redshirt somebody. All right. Now, y'all, we're gonna go to the uh just to let y'all know about recruiting. Like I said, Jeremy Roach towards ACL. I, I I said that on um Twitter. He still has his final four, North Carolina, Kentucky, Duke, and Villanova. I think Villanova's still it. Go to stock rises right now. My prospect predictions are out. I talk about the commitments of Naheem McLeod, James Wiseman. Siki Naji, um, uh, Michael Brown Jones, who committed to Penn State over Villanova, uh, St. Joe, LaSalle, Temple. Um, right now, since Dylan, uh, Dylan Painter transferred, four star, 2017, 2016, four star, Dylan Painter transferred. So that's another spot. Either they go for Matthew Hurt. Wow. What if that happens? 
That's the number one class. They get three five stars. Matthew Hurt. They get Matthew Hurt. Villanova has number one class in the nation for 2019. But they could also go for Johnny Juzang, which they're going to go for. Jabri Abdurrahim in, in 2020. Uh, if, if Gross don't commit, you got Tyler Beard with no offer. Um, Elijah Hudson's effort, like I told you, Villanova's still recruiting them. So watch out. They need a center. They've been wanting a center. Let's see what happens. Jalen Green is at 46 points last night. Wow. Him and Roger Hampton had went at it. Let's see if Villanova goes after Jalen Green. It's going to be something to see what Villanova does in 2020. It's going to be an interesting recruiting. It's, it's a, they got they gave Jalen Green an offer early like they did Sky Lewis and Brian Antoine. So I really want to see how they operate going towards Jalen Green. Maybe guys like that may be too big for Jay Wright. He, he knows those type of guys, as you know. But we'll see because I've seen reports on that. And then you look at George Halkridge, Hal- and he tells me like, "Oh, well, you know, guys like that, we know they don't, they don't probably don't want to come to Nova." Or what he say? He said, "Uh, they know where they're going. Like Nova don't have a chance at those guys. I don't know. We're gonna see what happens. Nova needs to get in play. They have an offer to the number one guy in the whole 2020. Go after him." All right, y'all, Villanova Radio is out. Until next time, I'll be back. I got a couple more NBA draft room coming. Um, I got another podcast coming up soon. Um, I'm trying to figure out which one it will pop off now where I do the Eagles, which will probably be tomorrow. I'll I rock with the Eagles tomorrow with y'all, man. Um, let's, but the Sixers, who won tonight, I could get on them. And don't forget about... NBA draft room, like I said. Well, you know what? Finally, the podcast. I'm going to go by with the Eagles, man. Not the Eagles, but the Sixers. I'm going to rock with the Sixers tonight. Um, we'll get with the Eagles NBA draft from tomorrow. Um, but the Sixers are just looking, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on. So we're going to rock with that. But I'm out, y'all. Finally, the podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. Subscribe to follow to Anchor Podcast if you haven't. Um, soon I'll be having some guests on here and some questions. Kyle Gillespie, congratulations, man. Dobmir Cosby Roundtree, shout out to his mom, Aisha. Shout out to the Gillespie family. Love them to death. Yo, y'all should be proud. Them two guys battled each other now on the same team. It's like a war when two, when it's a war between two armies and two great warriors left alive. And like, what should we do? Should we kill each other? Join forces? They join forces. It's like movie stuff, right? All right, y'all. I'm out. Follow leader. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me uh, on uh, for like my page on Leader Johnson. I'm out, y'all. Follow the leader.